When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum Internet has enough speed to handle all your needs. So you can work, game, and stream with speeds up to a gig. Plus, Spectrum's advanced Wi-Fi provides enhanced security for all your connected devices. Get Spectrum Internet with fast and reliable speeds, starting at just $29.99 a month with a two-year price guarantee. Visit spectrum.com slash internet for you for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Restrictions apply. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops. He throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Jake DeLome, good to talk to you, man. It's been, I mean, we, we've visited socially as, a, as friends would do over the phone, but this is our first podcast in a while. How you been, buddy? I'm doing very well. I'm, uh, you know, it's been a while. And like you said, we have kind of visited socially and, uh, we we in our visit socially it's it is family talk but it definitely certainly is panther talk also so uh i feel like we have uh we've kind of kept up with the panthers so to speak but uh as in depth as we're probably going to get today maybe not so much so that's what i'm excited about so you've been living the volleyball life big time every time i talk to you you're heading to a tournament somewhere you guys are yeah, all in yeah well it's just that's just the way it goes this year uh everything was kind of canceled last year and uh, but we pretty much wrapped it up, so it's a, uh, it's, um, it's pretty much done for the year. So uh, at least we were able to get through it with uh, not many uh, interruptions. And just to be clear, this is not your volleyball career, right? You're not trying to make a run at the, at the pro volleyball circuit, am I correct? No, unfortunately, I've been asked, um, you know, uh, and, and offered deals. But, uh, no, I just decided to wait, and uh, I'm going to follow my daughter doing it. I had a brush with the pro beach volleyball circuit. Did I ever tell you about that? I don't think I've heard this. Yeah, it's a pretty good story. Um, so, Jake, my wife and I were in Aspen, Colorado, for a concert on, like, a Memorial Day weekend deal. And there just happens to be a pro-level beach volleyball tournament happening in town. All right? So, as I'm just cruising around in my six-foot-five body, looking what I feel like like a retired athlete, Lo and behold, I go into a store, and the lady at the register asks if I'm one of the pro volleyball players, Jake. And your response was? Well, actually, I'm not, but thank you for the compliment, I said. How do you feel about that? I thought you would have went with it. I really and truly did. <laughs> you know, because usually <laughs> but you, not get... have the, you have the gift of gab, and you could just kind of go I with do, it, you know? but I would have quickly got stuck. Like, what if she was a volleyball person? And so I'd have been like, oh, yeah, I am. And she would have said, like, what's your kill ratio or something that I have no idea what I'm talking about quickly I'm spiraling into a wormhole of lies that I can't recover from 
So yeah, I just took the compliment when, and ran. That's that's when you just say, yeah, a hundred percent, really. Yeah, they well, call me the tornado because when I jump up, I the just tornado happening. You know. Well, well. Instead, we bought a shirt for our our young son Boone that had a taco on a skateboard, and it said Taco Time. So that's what I, I did you. there instead. Uh, Panther stuff we should probably discuss. Okay, um, I got you know the million. The question you already did a podcast talking about it. Sam Darnold did it kind of hit? You know, there was this there was the discussion about Teddy Bridgewater, and you know, are we keeping him or for now he's our quarterback? All that stuff. Next thing you know, we get Sam Darnold. Take me through like kind of your eyes as you were watching that deal unfold, Jake, and how you feel about it now. Well, listen, I, I don't think there's any doubt that we were kind of looking for um, a, a, another quarterback, so to speak. Um, and just listening to David Tepper's comments after the season and Matt Rule and um, respect Teddy. They like Teddy. I just think they wish maybe that there could have been a win uh, in one of the games that we were uh, trailing late in the fourth quarter in the last drive. And you could just kind of sense that there was some talk of um, – what can we find out there? Um, and draft-wise, the way everything is with quarterbacks now, gosh, if you're not in the top five, it's just it, it's hard. And you're going to have to mortgage the future to, to get up in there. Speculation that we did try to trade for Matt Stafford, so the Rams came in and offered. Then you hear the, the rumors about a possible Russell Wilson uh, deal, then a possible Deshaun Watson, which, you know, that's kind of flamed out. So you – where there's smoke this far, you'd have to think there was something. And then this came about, um, and it's something that three years back, you know, here we are. If, if we go back three years from now, you're talking about Sam Darnold in the discussion to be the number one overall pick, the one with the most talent coming out, uh, 20-year-old kid out of USC. So you're getting a kid that's still 23 years old, relatively cheap when you think about it, if his fifth-year option is picked up. Uh, so you have him for two years, um, and he's coming from a situation. It's not like he is coming from a situation of positivity and chemistry and and kind of a everyone in union uh, with the Jets. I, I don't think there's any doubt uh, from with the head coach and their relationship with the media to a new general manager that was brought on during his tenure. He had a mono-type uh, sickness. Uh, he, he had mono at some point. Just everything you read, uh, it just seemed like a good fit uh, for him just to move on. And uh, I just think – I can't think of a better place uh, than Carolina to uh, to start fresh with some pretty damn good talent around him, I, I like to think. Um, and Joe Brady. You, I, you I, were talking – I feel good you, about you, that. Good. I'm glad you feel good because that's going to make a lot of Panther fans feel happy as well. One thing you told me when we were talking off air – you said he's 23 years old, right? And I fact-checked yeah. that. You're correct. That's how old I was my first season, Jake. So well, it, it, it would appear, you know, it's been a couple of years since he got – he's been three years with the Jets, but the guy is so dang young. Like, he could be a rookie this year. So he here's really, my question really as a could. quarterback, right? How do you – you want him to just bring the good that he learned from New York, whatever that was. I know he was with Josh McCown a little bit. He was with Teddy already. You know, he had some tough games, that you know, some tough laws. There's the, you know, the I'm seeing ghosts comment he said on the sidelines in that one. Was it a Sunday night or a Monday night game? But how do you get him to kind of forget all that old stuff, 
bring the learning experiences with him and, and really kind of treat him like a reboot as almost as if he is a rookie, Jake. Well, I think he has to bring that himself. I mean, that's, it's a tough, it's tough to make it in this league. And it's, it's very tough to play quarterback because you're underneath the microscope and, and you're under, and the quarterbacks are underneath it so much more now than even when I played last decade, it's just so much more scrutiny. Um, and everything is just followed and, and every move you make. And that just comes with it. I think Charlotte's a little more tame uh, media wise. I think there's more of a, a, a leader voice, uh, a one voice coming out um, Bank of America Stadium. And that's Matt Rule. Um, I, so I, I think that's going to help. It'll bring some kind of calmness um, to his whole situation. Um, so that's how I look at it. And, and, and Sam's got to embrace the, the, I'm, I'm coming here. I'm looking to get better. I'm looking to improve my play. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking to, to be coached uh, and to win football games because that's what it ultimately comes down to. Uh, did speak with uh, Josh McCown uh, about Sam. Had nothing but glowing remarks to say. Um, got some information from back channels from uh, actually mm. someone that was in the Jets organization, a scout. Um, whether or not he's there or not, I'm not going to say. But was basically his his opinion was great move. Kid needed a change of scenery. Um, and then Ryan Khalil, I think an article just came out. Joe Person wrote and uh, Ryan Khalil, who I think you and I both trust, um, and we we know he's just not going to say something just to say it. And Ryan had glowing remarks, and he basically said it will do him good to get out of New York and get out of that system. And he talked about Adam. He thought Adam Gase was a good football coach, but this system that he ran did not allow for a quarterback to make plays uh, in, in a sense for Sam. It might not have been a good fit. And I think Joe Brady's offense will be a much better fit with the weapons that he will have at his disposal. And, a, and also you're, you're coming back with an NFL type MVP and Christian McCaffrey uh, who wasn't available for gosh, what 80%, 85% of the season last year. I like what our I like what you said there, and I won't speak to that because you covered it well, and you've got more expertise. And I, I don't have insider back secret uh, messages from other teams, Jake. I'm pretty impressed by that. You've really developed your rapport as an NFL insider, so keep that coming because that's not my role on this uh, podcast. Okay, <laughs> uh, the Panthers though have sneakily under the radar bolstered their roster pretty darn good in free agency in my opinion Jake so let's let's kind of, it's got some of its old news but you and I haven't talked about it so the big 3 that they signed initially Reddick the pass rush specialist from Arizona Perryman linebacker from the Chargers Fox DN from the Rams I was fired up with those three guys when we first announced that cuz those are price friendly experienced players difference makers Jake and then we had Dan Arnold tight end with the Cardinals had a good year last year, but, and then I'll speak to the O-line with Cam Irving. who has got 75 career starts all over the O-line. I've liked him since he came out of Florida state and Pat Elflin that uh, was with the jets, with a 50 start guy. He was only 26 years old. So I've loved seeing what Fitterer and rule have done in their first off season together, bringing in guys that, um, and even beyond that, like Martez Ivy, the tackle that was, with the Vipers last year? And was it a pro day again this year? Or Micah Simon from BYU, who wasn't even drafted last year, but was it BYU's pro day again this year? They're definitely putting their work in, Jake, to get some players at a cost-friendly, uh, team-friendly cost this season. 
Yeah, and, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I liked when you listen to Scott Fitterer, his press conference after the trade, you know, he in essence talked about it doesn't take us out of the market for a quarterback at eight if someone is there. And but we do have holes to fill, offensive line, defensive line, cornerback. And and when you look at it, we, we have not signed a defensive lineman in essence. Uh, uh, well, Morgan Fox, we, we've signed one, but I still think that needs to be maybe something more addressed in, uh, there. But offensive line, getting a Cam Irvin, getting an Elf line who's, who's had all these starts, I, I, I do like that. I do like the Dan Arnold. I just think this is someone really starting to come into his own, a true pass-catching, legitimate vertical threat at the tight end position. David Moore, same thing, to go along with – uh, DJ Moore to go along with Robbie Anderson. Um, we get cornerback Rashawn Melvin, but I love the AJ Boye signing. I think that was a huge signing. So now you have two starting cornerbacks, in my opinion, uh, in Dante Jackson and AJ Boye. That is, I, I think we're giving us our giving us ourselves a chance, giving ourselves a chance during the draft to, if we love someone at eight, we pick that person at eight. If we like somebody at eight and we have a team that wants to kind of trade up with us, we can move back, collect another pick. It gives you the flexibility. Um, listen, Denzel Perryman, he's a bullet. I, I've watched him play since he was at the Chargers. Um, uh, when Mike McCoy was the head coach, uh, uh, Perryman was there in that team, so I followed them pretty closely. He is a bullet, and he is a playmaker, uh, and he, he kind of he thumps it. He brings it. And Hassan Reddick. I remember watching the Giants game last year and, you know, uh, the, the Cardinals just let him rush. And I think he had five sacks in that game. And he just seems like the versatile player Coach Snow likes and Matt Rule likes and obviously the connection with Matt Rule. And um, so I've kind of touched on all of them, but it seems like they were just kind of meat and potatoes guys, so to speak. And that's when you have your good football teams, when you have a ton of meat and potatoes guys on the football team that – you know, from special teams to offense to defense and just hungry, love football type players. I think that that makes the team better. I can see a big problem happening, though, Jake. And here it is. And now we've got DJ Moore, wide receiver. Now we have David Moore, wide receiver. What are we going to do about the jer- the name on the back of the jersey, Jake? Are we going to go to what well, we can't do D Moore? Because do we go all the way to, like, D.A. Moore and D.J. Moore? What are we thinking? Well, I just think you just need D.J. Moore. I mean, D.J., I mean, that's mm-hmm. what he is. He's D.J. It's just D.J. And then, you know, we have uh, we have uh, David Moore, just regular David. Moore. <laughs> we already know. Now, hopefully there's not a changing of numbers because now the NFL is starting to maybe allow guys to go to more single digits. But D.J. Moore, uh, if he just stays there, because David Moore – um, has taken number 83. So, right. Uh, I've got that so we're good there. there. How sweet yeah. would it be if DJ Moore had his full name on the back of his Jersey too? I mean, well, that's a statement it, right there. Not... Yeah. Right. You're right. You, you could say, Hey, sorry, t- NFL. We got to do this to, you know, for clarity's sake, we got two Moors that are both receivers. So we're going with D exactly. like, what if you would have had Jake DeLome on the back of your, like you probably would have made five a little too much. Yeah, no, a it's a statement. Much, I, I don't know. Oh, wow. It's like yeah. he hate me when he had that on his jersey way back <laughs> when. It's the same thing. It's way, a statement. And to, uh, and to think we were teammates with that guy. How great was he? Oh, gosh. I saw him to, at the Hall of Honor deal. He looks the exact same. He still looks like he could return a punt for a touchdown. <laughs> but 
that guy, he, uh, we can't even talk about all the stories with him. Hey, you mentioned Ryan Khalil. I'm going to see him next week. How do you feel about that? I love it. I'm jealous. I yes. think that's awesome. I, I'm assuming you're, you're going he to lives, Southern California. Yep, he lives in Southern California. He's moving, making moves out there in the biz, as they call it, Hollywood. He is him, his partner, Blake Griffin, and he have Mortal Media, which is a production company. He's part owner in the uh, female professional soccer team out there. He's got a little bit of ownership in a restaurant, Jake. His life is 180 degrees different than mine. He's Southern California, moving and shaking. I'm small-time Idaho assistant coaching and farming. I think I'm, I'm so excited to see him, but I can't wait to make fun of his lifestyle. Well, you know what? I think both of you are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And, that, and that's, to me, <laughs> I look at that, look at that as a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I haven't seen him though for a good bit. So I, I gotta get my hands on him and squish him and see if he's still got any muscle to him or if he's all skinny fat now. He looks pretty good from have, what I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would think he's uh, he's the skinny fat. I, that's what I'm going with. I'll get. We're probably going to go to the beach, so I'll send you a, like a, a paparazzi photo of his body. Okay, and you can judge for yourself. I'll make that sure it's when he's running great. or something, so it looks rough. <laughs> uh, that sounds bad. Uh, hey, I don't know. I don't. We're probably not going to do a draft, a pre-draft uh, show. So I want to ask you a little bit about the draft. I know you weren't drafted. We don't need to hear the whole story. Okay. What was you? You didn't get drafted. All right, let's move on. We got the eighth pick. I was picked eighth. Did you know that? I did get drafted. We can talk about my draft story all you want, but if you'd rather not, I think the Panthers, I'm praying we get one of the top two tackles in the eighth pick. Slater, so Sewell's been mostly regarded as the top guy, but uh, I saw Peter Schrager had him as the number two, uh, or as the number one with Sewell, Behind Slater, I'd be fired up to get either one, Jake. What are you thinking? Well, I have been talking, but obviously podcast podcast Matt has been bleeping me out when you didn't want to talk about me not getting drafted and you being drafted in the first <laughs> round. But uh, here or there, neither here or there. Let's. Uh, I, that's one thing I thought of. When we had the eighth pick, I was like, man, I said in 03, you know, Jordan Gross gets picked eighth and you look up a little more than a decade later and he walks out the door. That's that, that, that's the kind of picks that you kind of dream about. So um, how we have them graded, that's uh, that's the mystery only in the, in the, on South Mint street right now in the war room. Um, so if one of those tackles are there, I think that would be a great addition. Uh, but then you start to wonder what if one of the quarterbacks slide, how, how, what do we do? Do we take one? Does a team come up uh, that's dying for a quarterback and give us some picks? Uh, I don't think Kyle Pitts would be available, but what if Pitts is available? I mean, this is a this is not a tight end. This is a wide receiver that plays close to the, uh, the close to the tackle. I, I can't even call him a tight end. He's that that freaky of a of, of a receiving tight end. The way this uh, game is going to, and then what if you know what if. Sewell's taken and we loved him and we like Slater, but then you have Pastor Tan, the cornerback from Alabama, who's sitting there. And how do we have him rated? Because he's a kid that has come in the number one cornerback out of high school 
goes to Alabama. He's there three years. He's young. He has the pedigree. His dad was a longtime NFL cornerback, and he looks the part. He's got all the tools. And uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. I can't wait uh, to watch this draft. I'm one of those draft nerds. Well, it's coming up pretty quick. We'll see if we get together before then. I'm, last year we did the million-hour uh, live stream. Haven't heard any talk about that this year. So it's it's still everything. I mean, it was a year ago, Jake, and it and it's funny. Like, things are a little better, but it still feels as uncertain as it did then. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I'll let you go. I know you're on your way to go buy a horse or something, and I'm not joking. I think that is where you're headed. So uh, good connecting with you. We look forward to keep the podcast going at least monthly. We'll see if we get any more in than that. Depends on how your busy schedule goes and producer Matt. So, Jake, be good. Drive safe, man. I'll talk to you soon. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina. Your care, your way.